Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> You're listening. Oh. Right. You're, You're listening, listening to. <laughs> You're listening to discourse. 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 From, from from NPR. NPR. Amaranek Public Radio. I have a late birthday. Born in September, I was among the last of my friends to get my license. Because of this, I relied on my bike, my mom's old Trek Navigator. She got it in 2002 after moving to the suburbs with my dad, just before I was born. They both grew up in the suburbs in the 80s and had to bike everywhere. My mom, when recalling her childhood, would always refer to her bike as a means to freedom. Her bike was essential to her first job, a paper girl at age 12. It was how she saw all of her friends. Her dad worked and her mom didn't drive. To my mom, a bike was a staple of living in the suburbs, a necessity. It's nothing glamorous. It's blue and gray paint is chipping and the blocky letters spelling out Trek on the side look more than a bit outdated. But I don't mind it. I love this bike. It takes me where I need to be and puts up with being left outside overnight when, out of exhaustion, I fail to put it back in the shed upon coming home. Unfortunately for its gears, this is a frequent occurrence. Summer going into my senior year, the Trek and I became close acquaintances. All of my friends could already drive, not to mention all lived across town from me, but I wasn't going to let that stop me from meeting up with them. Instead of living in isolation, I got used to 10-mile bike rides every day. During these daily odysseys, I saw a side of my town that I hadn't seen before. I'd lived here my whole life. In elementary school, all of my best friends lived on my street. We spent every weekend together, never having to worry about driving to or from anywhere, or anything else for that matter. We were carefree, entertaining ourselves with whatever was available. Sometimes we wrestled in the basement. Sometimes we tried scaling the 15-foot rock in my backyard. Sometimes we hunted for butterflies. Everything was interesting to us. The world felt so big. But as I grew older, my world seemed to grow smaller. I stopped noticing the things I used to. I didn't pay attention to the butterflies that landed on the dogwood tree in my front yard. My basement suffered from severe lack of attention and grew dusty, as did the rope that served as a makeshift rock climbing harness. It's still laying in my shed, untouched. My youthful sense of wonder had faded, giving way to melodramatic teenage discontent. It was in my adolescence that I started to resent the suburbs. I labeled them as boring, despised them even. Despite having lived in a suburb my whole life, I felt separate from it. Perhaps this came from the all-too-familiar feeling of not fitting in. Perhaps it came from my parents' separation halfway through middle school, which made the whole white picket fence suburban family fantasy thing pretty much unattainable. Maybe it just stemmed from the wanting to be different phase that, ironically, every teenager I know seemed to have at one point or another. I was trying to escape what I knew. I wanted to run away to Manhattan, where buildings were big and people were interesting. Life seemed to have a sort of importance that it lacked in my hometown. I hated the conformity of the suburbs. I hated the rows of little boxes with the little minivans in the garage, the little people who lived there going about their tiny little lives. I think I resented this because I was afraid of it. Afraid of conformity, afraid of limits, afraid of feeling small, afraid that my life was meaningless. 
Maybe I never hated the suburbs. Maybe it was just easier to portray contempt than it was to admit fear. But why was I afraid? After the coronavirus hit that spring of 2020, I was left with nothing to distract myself from this discomfort. Being unable to leave my hometown, I had no choice but to confront it. This time stuck at home sparked a change in my perspective. I can pinpoint the moment it shifted. It was almost midnight. I was on my bike, driving across town back home with my best friend after a long day out. It was one of those hot, humid summer nights where the sky looks like it will burst at any moment. We could hear thunder rumbling in the distance just behind us. As the thunder got louder, we biked faster. The roads were empty except for the two of us, going quicker than we'd ever gone before, trying to make it home dry. We were unsuccessful. Inevitably, the sky broke. We were drenched within 30 seconds, and unable to do anything about it, we embraced it. The ride home was exhilarating, racing each other at top speed through the pouring rain, all the while trying not to lose balance from laughing too hard. This was our last year at home, our last year as kids before we began legal adulthood. In just 12 months, I would be unpacking my bags in my NYU dorm room. My best friend would be on a plane to her college in California. Twelve months from that moment, we'd be across the country from each other, starting a new chapter of our lives that would have nothing to do with the suburb we grew up in. But in that moment, biking down Larchmont Avenue in stitches, we weren't thinking about college or adulthood. We were just two kids biking home in the rain. I'd been down these streets hundreds of times, but I had never seen them this way before. There's nothing wrong with conformity if it brings one comfort. There's nothing wrong with being small, as most things are. I was trying so hard to separate myself from everything I knew, from everything I had known. I'd spent so much time looking for a different life that I neglected to appreciate my own. I'd overlooked so much. I'll remember that ride home for the rest of my life. I'll remember the feeling of the rain crashing down on us. I'll remember the stormy smell of the summer air, the water spraying in my face as my best friend passed me on my left, narrowly beating me to the stop sign. I'm not certain what life's meaning is. How could I be? I'm still so young. There's still so much left for me to learn, for me to experience. But if there's anything that that ride home has taught me, it's that no matter where I am or what I'm doing, if I'm constantly looking forward, the beauty of the moment will be lost upon me. For so long, I thought that life's purpose would come along with something big, like moving to the city, getting into a college, having a certain job. But I'm realizing now that regardless of what I dub life's purpose to be, that purpose amounts to nothing if I'm not appreciating things as they happen. Maybe life doesn't have a meaning. But if it does, and I'm letting it pass by me while looking ahead, I'll miss it either way. <laughs>